And we are recording! Hello listeners, wherever you are, and welcome to Fix This Flick, a podcast where two millennials who carry selfie sticks wherever they go, deconstruct your favorite films, and tell you how we'd make them better. I'm your host, Ali, and I'm joined again by guest host, Dan. Welcome back. Hello again. How's it been? Uh, it's been just fine. And I think this is my third time here. You did Casablanca, the two of us, and then you joined me and Connor for our Midsommar episode. Oh, yes. Uh, I think we're delving into a very different movie. Oh, yeah. This marks the third film of the Fix This Flick social justice movie series. This movie's Hidden Figures. Y'all gonna end up unemployed riding around in this pile of junk. You're welcome to walk the 16 miles. Oh, I'll sit in the back of the bus. Like kiss me up. You have identification on it? NASA, sir. NASA. I had no idea they hired There are quite a few women working in the space program. The least I can do is give y'all an escort. Three Negro women are chasing a white police officer down the highway in 1961. That is a God-ordained miracle. In 14 days, astronauts will be here for training, and we're shooting a human into space, and it's never been done before. With the launch of the Russian spy satellite, the president is demanding an immediate response. Space test group needs a computer. Catherine's the gal for that. She can handle any numbers you put in front of her. This is about inventing the math. Because without it, we're not going anywhere. Yes, sir. That's John Glenn. What do you guys do for NASA? Calculate your launch and landing site. How could you be ogling these white men? It's equal rights. I have the right to see fine in every color. If you were a white male, would you wish to be an engineer? I wouldn't have to. I'd already be one. Yes, it's an uphill battle. Get it. I don't know if I can keep up in that room. Just make that pencil move as fast as your mind does. You've been gone for 300 hours. It felt like it to me, too. Colonel Glenn launches in a few weeks. We don't have the math figured out yet. There is no protocol for women attending. There's no protocol for a man circling the Earth either, sir. Every time we have a chance to get ahead, they move the finish line. I need to be in that room hearing what you hear. Within these walls, who makes the rules? You, sir, you are the boss. You just have to act like one, sir. We have liftoff. We all get there together, we don't get there at all. In the fight of our lives, people. My gals are ready. We can do the work. More than 50 million Americans watching. I got a warning light. Go find Catherine. Colonel Glenn. There's a real fireball outside. It's getting a little hot in here. Hidden Figures is loosely based on the true story of three black American female mathematicians who played crucial roles in helping NASA send the first American astronaut into orbit in 1962. Set against the backdrop of the Cold War, as well as the civil rights movement in the segregated state of Virginia, the movie's three leads, played by the Oscar-winning actress Octavia Spencer, as well as Taraji P. Henson, and singer Janelle Monet deal with sexism and racism at every turn as they struggle for acceptance and equality. Hidden Figures was an instant hit when it came out, making nearly a quarter billion dollars worldwide. It was also nominated for three Oscars, including Best Picture, and was selected by the U.S.'s National Board of Review as one of the top 10 films of 2016. So Dan, I gave you a choice between doing this movie or the 1962 classic 
to kill a mockingbird for this episode but i think you had enough of the old movies when we did casablanca that one time right uh that may I don't know, that may be fair figured it would be i don't know more tolerable since old movies tend not always but tend to be pretty slow have by modern standards bad editing uh and <laughs> Almost always seem to have poor pacing. Not always, but almost always. I'd agree with that. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, Also, uh, I saw To Kill a Mockingbird in high school, and I would have been interested or would still be interested in revisiting it, but I barely remember it. But I wanted to try something new. Yeah, yeah, I thought it'd be fun to do this. I went into it knowing almost nothing. And just for fun, we decided to not discuss this movie at all before recording so we're gonna try guessing what each person thought of it before getting into the actual discussion and who knows maybe we both like this movie and it'll be the shortest episode of fix this flick yet maybe we shall see so yeah we'll also unpack this movie to figure out why it was so popular talk about what worked for us what didn't work for us and think of a few things that might improve it And then we'll pass our final judgment on whether Hidden Figures is fixable, fine just as it is, or damaged beyond repair. And as always, spoiler alert from here on out. Okay, Dan, so (laughs) I saw the movie last night and I finished it this morning. I got tired, so I couldn't finish it (laughs) in one sitting. I mean, it was so compelling. Uh, (laughs) So... Yeah, let's hear your uh, guess of what I thought about the movie. I I assume, because I know you, and I know that you're quite the critic, I assume you found aspects of this movie pushy and pretentious. You, might, you may have found it a little slow. You might have found it a little in your face at times and forcing certain themes when it didn't need to, but... I like to think that in some ways you did enjoy it. You'd like to think that. I do like to think that because I don't, well, I don't want to give away what I thought. Okay. So so maybe I'll just guess what you thought of the movie at this point. So my best guess is that you thought that the movie had noble intentions and did some aspects of the message that it was trying to send well and that it was well acted by the lead actors but it was a pretty forgettable movie for you and it is a movie that you would never watch again maybe you'd recommend it to i don't know your nieces or something i don't know (laughs) i don't know about that in terms of like you know like being like an educational movie for kids but probably not a movie you'd recommend to anyone you know i don't think they would like it anyway yeah let's. i get get what you're saying okay (laughs) so to you to what you said about your guests you're you're mostly right. Uh, I would say that I enjoyed some parts of this movie. Some movies, yes, they can be pretentious. This one was clearly going for like mass appeal, a very simple storyline, very simple uh, depiction of characters. You know, things were very. I don't mean for this to be a pun, but things were very black and white in this movie. How dare you, sir? <laughs> I do think that this movie does have value as i kind of hinted with my assessment of your uh, how you felt the movie was that it could be good to teach kids about like a little aspect of american history that maybe they didn't know about i would never recommend this movie to anyone uh, there's so many better movies you could watch about the civil rights movement issues that were going on in the 60s at the time by the way was this movie big in black circles in the states 
That that I don't know. It's definitely in the it's out in the upper echelon of movies about these subjects now, though. I guess it, was, it must be. It has to be. Yeah, I remember it was a really like a really big hit when it came out like four or five years ago. Like, there were all, all kinds of articles about it and articles talking about the actual women that the story is based on and all that. So, I think it is highly regarded. Okay. By by the black community in the U.S. Okay. Well, do you want me to answer to what you thought about? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd recommend this movie as a educational movie at all. I'm surprised you thought thought I thought that actually. I, I said maybe. I, I maybe. said maybe. You said maybe. maybe. I know. Yeah. I don't know if this is a great educational movie for kids. I think this. You say it has mass appeal, or that's it's designed that way. I think this might be an educational movie for anyone. I didn't know about this stuff. I found value in the movie because I learned from it. Yeah, same. I didn't know anything. I'm about well this. aware that there are women in science throughout history that we don't know enough about that aspect of the movie i like i like hearing about this kind of stuff what what else did you say about how i thought what i thought uh, i said that you wouldn't recommend this movie to anyone and you'd probably never watch it again yeah that's probably <laughs> true i wouldn't disrecommend it either i i kind of agree with that it's it's kind of I, when i was thinking about how to describe this movie yesterday while i was watching it it reminded me of, you know, one of those little massager vibrating things that you can like just put on your body and move them around. It's like it's it doesn't harm you, but you're not really getting much out of it. It's just, <laughs> it's just there. You know, I you... might recommend it to like my mom just if she was in the mood for, you know, she likes science. She likes space. She might be interested in women in space, you know. I will say for a movie that deals with like very serious issues of, you know, racism and sexism, it is a pretty easy watch. It know? is a pretty easy watch. Yeah. I actually think the issues of sex and race could have been more pronounced in this movie. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. I actually think it went too light. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I didn't f feel like I was put in that decade enough. The cars were correct. The dress was correct. Yeah, movies are always good at doing that kind of stuff. That stuff was yeah. fine. But I don't know if the vibe and the attitudes were quite done right enough. I think people should have been meaner. To the main characters. More dismissive and meaner. And should have been saying certain things that were just incredibly dismissive and belittling. There was barely enough of that. Because I've heard stories of how black people used to be treated in segregationist states. And just everyday conversations could have been incredibly belittling. And I'm surprised that most of what you saw was uncomfortable glances. Yeah, or people saying, oh, you can't be here. And then... Yeah, or colored washroom or yeah. colored kettle or whatever. You mentioned before we started recording that the movie had a rough start for you. What did you mean by that? Oh, the cop pulling them over. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had the same feeling. Like, oh, my God, they're going to do the mm -hmm. racist cop thing Un right from the start. Unfortunately, I think that scene was too pushy and kind of poorly executed it was too hollywood there was something hollywood about that scene there was something weird about that scene it felt so fake it felt so unreal to me like this this interaction never this would have ever happened this interaction i think so i agree with that i don't think in an interaction in the what year was this movie would it take place like early 60s early 63 or 60 something like that this interaction didn't take place like this no it felt it just felt too introduction to a movie. It felt too yeah. movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it had a lot of exposition in it too in terms of, yes. oh, you work for NASA, NASA and <laughs> you're getting this new thing. And they, they, they kind of just explain all of their issues. And she that. literally says the year. Yes, I remember that. Uh, it's 1961 now. Yeah, we're yeah. three black women with a cop escort in 19... Or whatever. Yeah. 
And it's just like, okay, movie. And I'm actually glad that the movie went away from that a bit. What about all the stuff that was before that, like that very, very beginning where they kind of just rush through her, uh, the main character's upbringing? Oh, right. <laughs> oh, right. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, I wasn't too fond of well, that. Well, it was kind of just tossed in there. Like, I remember thinking, like, when the movie started, like, oh, my God, what is this? Because it was playing the very, you know, emotionally manipulative manipulative piano music and classical mm-hmm. music and just showing her, like, being this genius. And I, I always have an issue when movies start that kind of way, when they're trying to build this emotional connection with the main character when you literally the movie just literally started and Mm -hmm. you're already supposed to be emotionally invested in them you don't know anything about them i think the movie actually maybe should have started with the cop scene maybe yeah i think you could have cut that whole like early first fix cut that whole introduction i don't think it really added much i don't think i don't think it was necessary no she's so smart she was so smart from a kid like that it feels like that yeah exactly she's Mm -hmm. special and Mm -hmm. they could have started the movie with them going to work sure yeah the car breaking down the cop interaction, which, by the way, could have been more tense. No? Oh, for sure. It was tense for like a brief moment when he was like talking coldly to them in the beginning. But once they showed that they were working for NASA, NASA it kind of just diffused yes. and it just became... Maybe they were trying to show that this is like a change of times. I Maybe. I, maybe that's what they were doing with all of the, the white characters in this movie in terms of how their racism wasn't, you know so blatant i don't know maybe i'm just giving the movie too much of a benefit of the doubt so obviously this movie has a major theme that is racism but i actually can't help and i'm saying this again i can't help but feel like it it wasn't portrayed enough there should have been more incredibly tense and uncomfortable scenes with some really rude and awful remarks even i thought because as far as i understand that was way too common and we didn't see enough of it a lot of it was very unspoken and subtle. Yes, and I I wish some of it were a little less subtle because you got to know that in ni- early 1960s, some of it was not subtle. The most blatant example of the racism we see in the movie is the fact that there's no washroom for colored people, as they call them, in the building where the main character works. So she just has gotten assigned to this branch of NASA that's working on the math for these rockets to orbit because they're trying to beat the Russians who, yeah, they (laughs) they just put someone in space and they're trying to catch up to them. So she gets assigned to this new workplace where everyone is white and in the whole building, there isn't a single washroom for colored people. So she has to dash, I don't know how long. I think at one point they say that she just disappears for 40 minutes every day. So... Mm -hmm. It's probably quite a distance away. Well, I mean, we see her running through the rain and whatnot. Exactly. I think like that is the most blatant racism she experiences. That and what you alluded to earlier, that when people notice her drinking from uh, the same coffee kettle that everybody else drinks from, the next day she finds another one that's labeled colored. Yes. So I see your point in a sense, and I think I'll, I'll get on why that's an issue in the movie a bit later on. But just to give the movie the benefit of the doubt, maybe they're trying to show that this is changing times and how the worst aspects of racism were gone. Oh, I get it. I get it. And it does show it. I just wish there were a couple of scenes with incredibly blatant moments. Yeah, I I agree with that. I just just felt it would have been a more realistic portrayal of the times. I think the main issue of this movie, and I think it's a problem of a lot of based on a true story movies, especially ones that are on, you know, unglamorous subjects like figuring out the mathematics for a spaceship is that the drama is often lacking. And when I was watching this movie, I want to see if you'd agree with me. It it totally reminded me of the King's speech in the sense that 
this is like a true story. It's about some historical figure that has some kind of important message it wants to say, but there's nothing really to sink your teeth into in terms of drama and conflict. So in the case of the King's speech, he's stuttering and so he can't do his speech properly. Yes. And they try to make it about how we need the king to be strong and the war effort and blah, blah. And I just didn't buy it, really. <laughs> and do you see that comparison? I see. Uh, after the Casablanca episode, I recommended Darkest Hour. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. With uh, Winston, about Winston Churchill. And I, it's a good comparison because King's Speech versus Darkest Hour. <laughs> Darkest Hour. Have you seen it? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Well, it's an inc- you're saying King's Speech doesn't get down to the the vibe of the times of what is going on around him. It's just about him not being able to speak properly. Okay, well, Darkest Hour is incredibly tense and dark, and there's this overwhelming feeling of something looming imminently. And the whole movie has that horrible feeling, this dread. So you're saying that this movie, um, Hidden Figures, you're saying it isn't portraying the epicness and the excitement and the concern of the Russians... But it isn't portraying the the drama of the space travel. You're not feeling that so much. No, I didn't really feel it. Like, they try to. Like, in the very end of the movie, the, something goes wrong with the orbit, and then suddenly it becomes tense for like 10 seconds. I just think that maybe the story didn't have compelling enough elements in terms of the true life version, and that maybe to make it more engaging and dramatic, they probably should have thrown in some elements that would have heightened that in terms of maybe like as you suggested aspects of more blatant or aggressive racism that people experienced back then or more conflicts for the characters to go through which is the apollo movie with uh, tom hanks apollo apollo 13 13? yeah they could have apollo 13 it up a bit well they couldn't have because the focus of the movie was on the mathematicians who were working in the background and just like working on chalkboards and typing up reports. I know, but they could have Apollo 13 it up a bit and then those mathematicians could have saved the day a bit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, isn't that what the movie tried to do? And uh, I thought your complaint here is that the space aspect of it isn't doesn't have enough oomph the whole movie doesn't have oomph (laughs) put put it in through the space element put it in through conflict in the characters lives something had to be going on and to just explain like a bit of the plot of the movie more i guess so there's three women and they're all working for nasa in like different areas and they're all going through their own struggles their own journeys all of them they do face issues but (laughs) not to say that they they weren't you know issues that probably caused a lot of problems for them I just didn't really see it in the movie. Like, I mean, beyond the main character, what did you think of the story arcs of the other two main characters in the movie? Well, it's, by the way, it's so funny that the the one girl, we get to see her background as a child and all that. What about the others? <laughs> Why is it so focused on the one? I have no idea. I thought these hidden figures, plural, are all important. Oh, because she was the smartest one. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Uh, the story arcs of... Well, you know what? I'll say that... I generally enjoyed these characters, and I think I felt for them a little more than average in a lot of than a lot of movies. And it made me enjoy the movie more because I wanted to see how it ended. The story arcs probably could have had more depth, but I don't know. I enjoyed it, but I didn't find the their stories compelling. I'll, I'll put it this way: Did would you say that those characters had any flaws, major character flaws? That the movie was exploring? Um, barely, if any. No, actually, no. you know what? They're incredibly strong. 
they're definitely role model type women. Yeah. I would say they are idealized and borderline are, flawless. They are ideal. Yeah. They are ideal. And that kind of bugged me in terms of just like as, as a movie. I mean, nobody in real life is flawless. And I understand why they want to idealize them. But in terms of, as we talked about, of just giving this movie some oomph, and this would be another fix I would suggest is maybe they should have introduced some personal issues they had in in their own lives or explored how their own personal issues impacted what they were trying to achieve in you know getting acceptance they really only struggled you know what this is a flaw in the movie they really only struggled because they were black women exactly exactly it was completely not their fault there isn't really much to sink your teeth into here yes no doubt being a black woman in the era was a struggle for sure for but sure. it is a little unfortunate that the characters were so ideal maybe the that's the point the movie's trying to make that these are amazing people look what they still had to go up against but they're still real people you know yeah yeah and they're still like... and we've talked about this before i think on the podcast that the most compelling stories are the ones where we we see ourselves in the flaws of the characters and we see them trying to over overcome them yes and in, in this one it's kind of shifted to where the, the, the things that they're overcoming are completely external. Or just societal. Yeah, which is fair, but yeah, I understand. Well, that you could have be... done both. Other, yeah, other exactly. great movies that explore this kind of stuff. And, and the movie I'm going to recommend at the end of the episode is one that I think does this way better than this movie did. This is a fair point. This is a fair point that I think watching it, I didn't think about enough. And that brings me to a suggestion I have for something that might have added a little extra dimension to the movie. So to, to set it up... The, the main character, uh, I feel so uh, so guilty. I don't know any of their names. I can't remember any of their names. I just literally just saw this movie last night. But the main character, played by T Taraji P. Henson, she has a love interest in the movie. He's a, I don't know, he's a colonel. He's really interested in her. She has three kids and her husband died, so she's raising them on her own, which is another challenge she's going through. What basically happens in their relationship, I'm going to summarize it very quickly because not much of interest really happens. He kind of says something sexist to her in the beginning. We're like, whoa, you work for NASA and they allow women there? He kind of said something like that. Even though... <laughs> he didn't mean... It was very mild. It was so unintentional. It was yeah. so unfair how she treated him, which may be a bit of a flaw in her. I think she was testing him. I think she was yeah, testing yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's testing if he's yeah. a gentleman. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, he seduces her. He he, uh, he takes her out for like a romantic drive. They They fall in love and he proposes to her. So we're kind of at almost the end of the movie. And what happens is right before the launch of the rocket that's supposed to orbit the Earth, we see her in her wedding dress and she's about to get married. And then they set up the whole stuff about how we need to double check the numbers. We think IBM was wrong. I thought what they were going to do was they're going to send someone to interrupt her wedding <laughs> and make her rush over in her wedding dress right. to check the math. They didn't. They, no. they, uh, did you think that too? Well, I, was, I was wondering if that was happening at the same time. Okay, yeah, because that's what I thought they were going to do. I thought, oh, maybe this could have some extra oomph to it. <laughs> that would but be very Hollywood if it didn't actually I, happen uh, that way. I guess. <laughs> but uh, what ended up happening is she's just working. It's just like a, another day later on. Yeah. And here's the thing that I thought might be interesting. That maybe... So he, he said his sexist thing in the beginning, which kind of hints that maybe he is a little bit sexist. So this isn't the alternate version. This is my alternate version of this movie. <laughs> so maybe that's, they put that in there to hint that he was a little bit sexist. And in the beginning, the relationship is great and he's supportive and all that. But then he starts dropping hints like, oh, maybe you shouldn't be working there. Maybe you should be coming home or you should be taking care of the kids. And he starts putting pressure on her. And when she starts complaining about the problems, he try, he, he makes it seem as if it's her fault for trying to do this. 
And so that becomes a conflict that she's having at home. No. And so at the wedding, they're about to get married. Maybe they had like some big fight right before like about her career again. And But they bury it down and we're going to get married. But then when they show up and say, we need you to come here for these numbers. And he and he's like, no, you're not going. And maybe that could have been... <laughs> you, you see what I'm getting at here, right? I get it. Maybe that could have been like a conflict that, that, that they could have explored. Unfortunately, these are real characters. And if that didn't happen, it's kind of besmirching oh, yeah. them. Well, you know, based on a true story yeah, doesn't mean it's a true story. I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I, I see your point there. They can't just despair. I just think it would have made it a bit more interesting than it was. Fair. It's also funny because he's, he's ideal too. Yeah, because when, when the movie finished, I was like, is that it with that guy? <laughs> yeah, I really like that actor. He's a good actor. He's... He's nothingness in this movie. Like that whole love story arc is nothing. It's just no, like, it's look just... at her getting this really great thing. Yes. Wow, it's so nice. Yes, I found that a little weird. It didn't have any weight on the movie. No, it didn't impact the main plot whatsoever. It was just this like side thing. A moment or a couple moments for the girls to be silly, egging on their friend to meet this guy. Yeah, pretty much. And the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, Dan, how white characters are depicted, often depicted in these kinds of movies I've noticed a, a pattern, especially in the ones that try to make things to be more like simplistic than what they are in, in the real world. You'll find two kinds of white characters. So there's the good white characters. They're the ones who don't do anything racist the whole movie beyond, you know, maybe you could argue their silence is racism. But, they, but they're good and they're kind to the, to the black people and they support them. And then you'll have the bad ones. The ones who are just rude and offensive and racist in any opportunity they can get. And this movie had them both. Kevin Costner's character, who's the boss of yes. the whole place, he's a good one. For sure. And John Glenn, who's the astronaut who's actually going to go orbiting, he just loves the black people. Mm -hmm. he, he, makes a, he makes a point of shaking their hands at the end of the line when, yep. when they're being introduced. Yep. And then you have the bad ones, which is the guy from the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. He, you know what? He's actually good at being a prick. Like, I've seen him in a few things now, and he kind of has that down. He has the holier-than-thou yeah. prick attitude if and, he wants to. Yeah, exactly. And Kirsten Dunst is randomly in this movie yeah, as pretty a, random as a racist white lady. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I'm just curious to hear your opinion. What do you think of how those kinds of movies do that? Where, like, it always works out the same way in terms of how the bad white characters see the error in their ways at the very end. This is the thing. Yeah, I know, hey? Because, yeah, uh, what's his name from The Big Bang Theory? Sheldon, screw it. Sheldon. <laughs> Sheldon. Sheldon, yeah. uh, at the end of the movie. He uh, gives her a coffee. He gives her a coffee, mm -hmm. which prior, earlier in the movie, that was a big no-no to share the same coffee. Oh, and why was he redeemed? Because the big boss knocked down the colored washroom sign and showed them that this is the way? I, I think because he saw how smart she was. I don't know. It was weird because I was like trying to see, like, does he change up his attitude towards her? And he really doesn't. No, He's he just doesn't. a prick to her the whole time. Like he's like, no, you can't do this. You don't have clearance for this. No, it's never been done. Women don't do this. People like you don't put huh. their names on the reports. I'll answer your question before. You just reminded me about another part of the movie. This goes back to what I was saying. There should have been more blatant racism. There should have been some more awful white characters that worked with her. That Sheldon guy is the worst one who she deals with. And he's yeah. barely, he's barely bad. He actually seems more sexist than racist, by the way. I, I agree with that. Yeah, actually, that's true. I think in his case, it is a bit more sexist. women in the Pentagon or whatever. I think it would have been interesting had he been far worse. For sure. Or where it created some sort of major problem where he stopped her from doing something or 
try to take credit for her work in a more blatant way mm -hmm. something like mm -hmm. really there's nothing there right there, it was it was the relationship is pretty flat it and felt pretty... way too flat and passive he was a exactly. passive jerk but that's about it the sheldon guy being so passive as a sexist or whatever he was uh it almost allowed her to be the easily strong character because she, she's determined to get her name on the paper to co to co-author it She's determined, and he's so passive that it's so easy for her to just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. But there really should have been some conflict. All you get is computers don't author papers. Like That's it? That's the conflict over that? Why isn't he a big racist or sexist? Maybe they could have played it with the whole report thing where she put her name on, on a report behind his back. And so he intentionally put something that was horribly wrong in the report and yes. blamed her. There, I don't know, something? It would have been nice to see some more conflict there. As, again, I think in the 60s there would have been. <laughs> of course there's passive racism and sexism, but there's also the blatant stuff. Yeah. And there definitely was the blatant stuff in the workplace. Should it have been that maybe somebody tried to sabotage her? Something. Get her kicked out? Something. But again, look, based on a true story, maybe they couldn't have done that. Yeah, they could have done it so easily by her being gone for 40 minutes every day to the washroom. Sheldon could have snitched and pushed for her to be removed, you know? I will say, though, that each character, like her, she had a great moment after he, she's confronted about going to the washrooms. Yes. Like, where are you going? That was a great that scene. when great like, That scene. monologue where she just finally vents the frustrations that she'd mm -hmm. been going through. And they each, each of the three characters, they have like a standout scene like that, which I think was good. The one who wants to be an engineer, she goes up to a judge to try to get into this all-white school that she needs to go to so she can get her degree so she can become an engineer. So they each have those moments. I just wish there was more around it so that they could have, you know, extra impact where the emotional depth of it isn't just being done by the music and the acting in that one scene. It'd be nice if there was, especially so there's more to overcome. Although I did generally enjoy it. I did generally want to see how these characters ended up and how the movie ended. I did generally want to keep watching. This wasn't the kind of movie that was so disappointing to me that I couldn't, that I had to stop this was an easy movie to finish unlike you i watched it in one go <laughs> i wouldn't say i didn't enjoy it like just to use my massage example again it's like oh, I, I could i could be doing this but i don't really have to it is fair to say what you said about me i would not watch this movie again there why is would you there's there not no much me. to take away from like a second viewing the education of it i've learned there wasn't that much because this is a movie about female black scientists in the 60s at nasa these are smart women of course they are it would have been nice had this movie geeked out a little more and shown us that science this movie is a little educational it's educational in the sense that there are you know hidden figures in history that we ought to know about but it doesn't go too much beyond that oh so, sorry to interject for just a moment but i i that this remind me of something that the movie keeps talking about kevin costner keeps talking about how you have to look beyond the numbers or through the numbers does she do that how does she do that do they really this show is what it? i'm trying to say yeah. this movie does a pretty bad job of explaining any sort of science going on we learn that there's the ibm the, the early computer and it's powerful and fast and it's even going to take these human computers jobs but it would have been nice had we geeked out a little more and we learned some of the science that these women ought to be well known for these hidden figures ought to be well known for because they sure did they were pioneers in this field shouldn't the viewer learn more about what exactly it is they did that was so remarkable yeah all we really get from the movie is 
they're damn good at math. The math is incidental to what this movie is about. Um, that's unfortunate. They are this. Insert role here. Yes. It's about their struggle in social justice. The whole, what they're actually doing is irrelevant, really. You notice how they try to really um, sink into our minds what the go, no go whole thing was? Mm-hmm. I, I get it. You can't make things too complicated because that stuff was probably very complicated. Most people can't understand it, but I think there could have been more effort. I agree. Uh, I think it's a little insulting to the average viewer's intelligence that she just magically goes up to the chalkboard in front of the Pentagon and solves it. Why don't we get to be brought in on what exactly she's doing? Wouldn't it add so much more impact to that scene than other than, ha ha, you bunch of old, <laughs> you know, white man's club. <laughs> But she actually does some amazing science and the viewer understands at least a little bit about the gist of it because we don't know. We do not have it explained to us. They the... very, very slightly explain what an orbit even is in the movie. Very <laughs> briefly for a couple of seconds. And that's all we get. This movie easily in about a minute or two could have educated everyone that watched it how an orbit works. And by doing that and her really solving some of these orbits could have really shown why she was such a remarkable force and the viewer could have been right along for the ride with that that would be very interesting that's a fix i don't know how to i don't know how an orbit works yeah you don't I could have learned but you could have learned yeah and that's what this movie is about these women that did this like in the end of the movie so like the whole climax where they need her uh, the main character to just rush in and double check the math to make sure that the rocket that does the orbit lands well, the in the correct place the astronaut wanted her sign yeah. off because the IBM was screwing up. Yeah, because the IBM was screwing up. That's all, you, all, that's all you get. She rushes over. She just does some math brilliance. You've reminded me of a moment that I wanted to bring up. This guy runs over to her old computing department that she's working at again, the, which was once the colored computing department. And I guess it still is. Anyways, so runs over, gets her. She's incredibly... She's needed. She's needed in this moment. It's dire. Runs her over. And she delivers the booklet of her double-checking all the numbers. And then they close, they slam the door on her. This felt very Hollywood, by the way. I kind of like that, actually. They slam the door on her and she gives up and walks away. No, what I want to say is that this is so against her character. Because we keep seeing these characters be defiant and powerful and ideal. And she just gives up and walks away. I found that so weird. You're right, because she stands at the door for like a couple of seconds and then just gives up and turns around. And then the white man, Kevin, Kevin Costner, comes out and lets her in. Yeah. For some people who say that this movie might be an example of the whole white savior complex where it takes a white man, a white person to accept you and bring you in. I could see their argument with that one scene. I wanted to say I was shocked that she gave up. It is. It is not in her character. It's not in her character. Yeah. <laughs> she should have fucking barged in. She just said, no, I just did this for you. I just saved the day. I'm in this room that I work in until yesterday or whatever, you know? So why do you think they did it that way? Why did they do it? They, I mean, they wanted a dramatic moment. They wanted to... And they wanted a quick redemption. Yes. They, they wanted to have that emotional manipulation yes. of you feeling like, oh, wow, she's not even going to get... So that scene pissed me off because it made no sense. There's for, no, for the character that we've no been shown. There's no way that this character that we've been shown all movie would give up in that moment i think you're right they should have rewritten it they should have changed that that takes us to the end of the movie anyway long story we all know what's going to happen it's not as if imagine if this movie has been the way it is and then it ends with the rocket just like exploding (laughs) (laughs) they just change history they just do a quentin tarantino and change history (laughs) (laughs) well like you know what i mean like the the suspense of this end of like is the rocket gonna make it is the heat shield gonna come off yeah fails for me because there's no way in hell 
the movie's suddenly going to end in this tragedy, tragic explosion, and then, like, everybody's going to go home feeling sad after this feel-good movie. No. And, yeah, that, that is what it is, ultimately, a feel-good movie. It's trying to portray these positive messages in an easily digestible way. Just to kind of summarize, I just wish that it wasn't so easily digestible. I wish it, ha- it had more edge to it, more gnarly roots. I wish I don't we know. were really taken to the early 60s Virginia a little more beyond, you know, dress code. But I suppose movies are meant to be fantasy sometimes, and this is a based on a true story. Fantasy. This movie really lives up to its name. These hidden figures, and that's it. It's well-named. Could have been more. So, on to our final judgment. Dan, is hidden figures fixable, fine just as it is, or damaged beyond repair? Hidden figures is fixable. I think you take the time to add the science that these brilliant women did into the movie and explain it and explain why they're brilliant women and why they were such great scientists, as well as bring us really into the early racist 60s. Do a little bit of both. Really drive that home. I mean, they were trying to drive it home, but it was almost mm. too background. It was detached. Yeah, they just show some like uh, old news footage here and there. Maybe like a protest off in the distance mm-hmm. here. I would have liked to see more racist and sexist or both conflict in the workplace, on the street, whatever. Impacting the main characters. Impacting these main characters who are overcoming this, who are set up as idols, but I wish they had to overcome more. And again, just the science. Just This is a movie about scientists. Why isn't it more about the science? I don't think it, that'd be that hard to fix. I feel pretty much the same way as you do. I'd say just find this as it is and let it exist. Sure. Why, why bother too. fixing it? But it, I think it could be fixed to be much more impactful. I do agree if the, with you that if they had explored the science aspect more, it would have just given this movie another dimension. Could have been used to explore the characters and how what made them tick a bit more. I think the main fix I would suggest w- w- would be to not make these characters just like these flawless, idealized people, but make them real people grounded in reality and give them real grounded issues to explore the racism and sexism that they were going through. It's all about figuring out ways to show us as viewers things that we can relate to and things that we couldn't possibly understand because we just didn't live in that era. The example I was thinking of as well when I was watching this movie was the TV show The Queen's Gambit, which is about this prodigy chess player who's a woman who had to struggle for acceptance in the 60s, I think, and 70s in the chess world. The thing is, the TV show wasn't just about that. It was about how her being an orphan and being adopted gave her these issues that led to alcoholism and drug abuse and how that kind of factored into her success as a chess player and her desire to be the best and her pursuit of an identity so it was all these things going on and with a movie like this it's just really just one dimension it should have had a bit more i mean i kind of made suggestions of where they might have been able to do that just more i would say more conflict more conflict even though this is a based on a true story so maybe they couldn't have done that in that case maybe you just leave it as it is but if you want to make it a compelling movie then a lot of areas where there could have been more conflict you could say that this movie is fine as it is as a single watch sure but could be fixed into a rewatchable movie i completely agree with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> And before we sign off, as always, we have a few recommendations for things we've been watching lately. Dan, your recommendation? My recommendation is none other than Star Trek 
specifically the next generation the tv oh. show <laughs> you have been watching I that i have lately. been watching that lately and um to its credit star trek was as far as tv goes a pioneer in women on screen in other races on screen in prominent roles in good roles you know you have black characters you have women characters so on and so on in star trek uh it was a pioneer in that sort of thing Star Trek has fun with the science as well as putting drama into it. It's able to do both. Maybe Hidden Figures could have learned a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And specifically, if you're going to watch The Next Generation, everyone's heard of Star Trek, the old Star Trek shows, but I think a lot of people haven't watched them. You mean like the William Shatner one? Uh, Just Star Trek in general. I think a lot of people haven't watched old Star Trek. There is the William Shatner one, the original Star Trek. But I'm talking about The Next Generation, and I just want to say as a recommendation... Start in season three. Skip season one and two. Season one and two are weak. William Riker doesn't have his beard yet. <laughs> start post beard. Start season three. The show gets good. One of the best things about The Next Generation is that it is informed by the backdrop of these people going on adventures in deep space, visiting cultures, and yet some episodes are almost completely not about this spaceship and these people. It is just informed by it. There are some brilliant episodes of that show that are just truly good stories that make sense because it's in space and wouldn't make sense otherwise. And it would be fair to say that because that they also used to explore moral, ethical issues exactly. that we are facing today yes. here. Star Trek was also a pioneer in putting some of these thoughts out there. And my recommendation for this episode is actually themed to what this topic was this time. It's another movie that explores the civil rights movement in the U.S. in the 60s. It is Spike Lee's Malcolm X. Have you seen this movie, Dan? Oh, yeah. I think that movie is borderline a masterpiece. Yeah. If you want to talk about being immersed in the issues of the day, of the conflicts and the dilemmas that people were going through who were involved in the movements and how it impacted themselves and their families, this is the movie to watch. This is a great topical recommendation. And here's the interesting thing about Malcolm X in this movie. He's played by Denzel Washington. He's he's fantastic in this movie. He is not an idealized person. You see him for the, the positives he has, the flaws and mistakes he makes. And he's just a well-rounded character. And he's someone that I, I felt like I empathize with. And there were some things I rooted for with him. And there were some things I I couldn't believe that he did. But that's what life is. That's what history is. Nobody's perfect. And yet you can still see watching this movie why he was so influential, why, why he was so impactful in the civil rights movement. And you could see just the passion for the subject in that movie. And then you have Hidden Figures. <laughs> you could almost say Hidden Figures could have learned something from this. That's why I would not recommend this movie. Like, not to say that it's not exploring these important issues. There's just so many other movies that do it so much better. That's fair. Don't waste your time with Hidden Figures. Watch something like Spike Lee's Malcolm X. Iconic. Iconic movie. I don't yeah. think Hidden Figures will be iconic. No. I think it's important that movies like that come out more. Yeah, but, but that doesn't mean we have to accept them as being great or good. It's it wasn't a great movie. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't a great movie. Malcolm X, I loved that movie. So that's our episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Fix This Flick. I'm your host as always, Ali, and I'm your co-host Dan. And we'll be back soon. Woo-hoo. 
Oh, oh, well done. Yeah, you got it down. 